0: hello and welcome to here's johnny's reviews and a daily double yes i'm doing two resident evil movies in one massive podcast due to the fact that i got this and underworld franchise mixed up as i thought there was only four going on five movies not five on six also hollywood moved it from january to february i'll be doing resident evil the final chapter when it comes out here By the way, is it just me or will they pull a Friday the 13th and this won't be the final chapter? Anyway, look out for that when it comes out. So with that, it is on for the show. And every time I say to my friends I'm doing Resident Evil movies, they ask me if I'm doing the prison one. I can finally say yes. These movies are the original, the school one, the desert one, the prison one and the Call of Duty one. Also we can now add the final one, quote unquote final one. I saw this in cinema on opening day, in glorious 3D. I love this thing, as this is so OTT, it is ridiculous, and has been so far from its quote-unquote scary roots, it is unbelievable. Walking out of the cinema, I couldn't wait to see the next. And that's saying something, as I hate zombie movies, well maybe I have a teeny wee small, small soft spot for Return of the Living Dead. On with this show, starring Milena Jovovich, Ali Latter. Wentworth Miller, Boris Kojo, Spencer Locke, Kim Coates and Sean Roberts. directed by Paul W.S. Anderson. The plot, after Alice destroys Umbrella Corporation headquarters in Tokyo, she hunts down the quote-unquote safe place from the last movie. Finding it out to be a trap, she flies to Los Angeles with Claire Redfield in tow. Finding survivors trapped in a prison surrounded by the undead, can she help them prison break or of the zombie chow. The movie opens up on downtown Tokyo, on a woman just standing there as a the rain pours over her, as the people go about their business. She suddenly turns and bites a businessman. As a crowd scatters for their lives, the infection spreads at an alarming rate. Yet another voiceover from Alice, once again played by Milo Jovic, explaining what's happened. This is now four movies in. I'm pretty sure people know what the hell happened between Umbrella Cop and Alice, but... This is the way Paul Anderson wants to go, then so be it. A title card flashes up four years later, but wait, this cannot be, as this follows on from Resident Evil Extinction, which was supposed to be seven years after Resident Evil Apocalypse. Plot hole. Hmm. Moving on, because if Paul W.S. Anderson doesn't care, then why should I? As two snipers congratulate each other on their shooting of the quote-unquote biohazards, finally Resident Evil has been called biohazard. As it was the Americans that changed its name from Biohazard to Resident Evil, the video game is anyway, because apparently American teenagers wouldn't know what a Biohazard was because they're fucking idiots. Cut to the 3D skeletal plan of the underground lambs used in all these movies, as it shows the huge umbrella cop Tokyo H- HQ as squad teams rush around protecting the place. We meet Albert Wesker, not played by Jason O'Mara, but By Sean Roberts, who looks a lot like Wesker does in the games. I'm guessing that is why they recast him then. He gets told by an underling that all of the snipers throughout the city have gone quiet. Just then, one of the many Alice clones takes down a security squad in all its 3D slow motion matrix rip off glory with no gravity, no logics, and no fucks a given. Once she's Taking down them, she is quickly surrounded by another team, so she needs her telekinetic powers to send out a shockwave that takes out everything in the garage. Another team show up, but before she could lose the powers again, she is shot in the back and is killed. Luckily, Alice has hundreds of clones, which are weirdly different heights, and three of which show up to kill the squad. So Wesker, after killing Underling for questioning him, floods the entrance with nerve gas, then seals down the building, as dozens of Alice Clones gunned down the security teams in its very dated Matrix ripoff. Boat time. Two hours. Clones bunny jump down from a higher office building after shooting up and smashing every last bit of piece of glass, then blowing it up, taking down dozens of men on their way down. One taking a headshot from Wesker on the way down, as the other takes down hordes of men only to be gunned down by Wesker himself, as the other. Alice clones take down every single last person in HQ. Whisker checks out on the one he gunned down, all to find she has two grenades and blows them up. The 3D skeletal plan shows Alice has overrun HQ. So Whisker, who somehow survived that explosion, which is bullshit because they were high explosive grenades, but moving on, runs off in a stealth plane setting off a nuclear bomb, taking down the HQ and all of the Alice clones. By the way, did Matrix rip off these stealth heliplane type things? It's awful like the ones in Avengers. The real Alice sneaks up on Wesker, only for him to inject her with some sort of nanobots and remove her powers. He kicks the ever living shit out of her, Matrix style, after he tells her she's now only human and he is what she was, only better. Unfortunately, the autopilot crashes the heliplane into a mountain and both die in a crash. In the crash. The end, right? WRONG! It's only 15 minutes in. Alice, now supposed to be completely human, walks off unharmed somehow as we hear radio broadcast from Arcadia, the supposed safe place in the other movie. Another title card flashes up six months later. Another voiceover from Alice, explaining what's happened to the survivors of the last movie, as we see shots of frozen forest, snow-covered mountains, and a semi-frozen lake. In her single-engine plane, Alice vlogs, explaining she has seen no one in over 180 days, landing in an airstrip which looks a lot like a plane graveyard. Note there was only six real planes, the rest were added in later, digitally. Exploring the graveyard, then onto a beach. She finds a helicopter from the last movie, and uh, the diary. As uh, she has a flashback to where she hands Kmart, played by Spencer Locke, who gets top billing yet is barely in this movie and doesn't say a word. The diary. As Claire, played by Ali Larter, who apparently missed several shooting days of Heroes to play Claire, flies off in a copter. Alice vlogs from a piece of driftwood. As from the woods, she's getting watched by something. Signing off, she sees something running off into the the airstrip, so it follows it. She is attacked by a crazed knife-wielding Claire with a red metal beetle stuck on her chest. Cut to later at night, Alice has Claire tied to a plane and has removed the beetle, only Claire seems crazed and doesn't remember Vegas or the latter movie. In space, Alice is getting watched by an Umbrella Corp satellite. Alice vlogs again from her plane that she's headed to Vancouver then Seattle with Claire aboard still not talking. Tracked from space, Claire finally comes to and tells Alice she doesn't remember anything as they fly over the ruined Hollywood sign to a destroyed Los Angeles doing a sweep she finds a prison surrounded by hundreds of thousands of undead where lookout angel played by sergio perez manchetta i think i say his name sounds alarm as camp leader luther played by boris Kojo, and a douchebag hollywood producer bennett played by kim Coates, come running alice sees there's no way to get in other than the roof as hundreds of thousands of zombies surround the jail Why couldn't it just climb over the walls World War Z style is beyond me because there's literally hundreds of thousands of these bloody zombies and the walls that look that high. But moving on, I guess that book wasn't out yet, I mean sure the movie wasn't but I guess the book wasn't, I'm not sure about that one so Paul W.S. Anderson hasn't read it then so he couldn't rip it off. So she lands the plane on a roof almost falling off to her death, luckily Angel is a strong man and holds her back with wires. Also, Luther, being a basketball star, jumps up to pull the plane tail down with one hand. One thing, it's several years after the zombie uprising, where did these muscle men find protein powders and the time to go to the gym? There's barely any food, but these guys are still built like shipwreck houses. I mean, come on, I mean, I meant to bring this up in an earlier podcast, but I forgot... But this movie, it sticks out even worse because it's supposed to be at least nine years since zombies have took a the world, but these guys are still built. Moving on. They pull the plane back from the edge and are introduced to Alice and Claire. Note Claire's outfit is straight from the video game. We meet Zombie Chow, oh sorry, camp members, Crystal Waters, I mean, really, Crystal Waters, Ugh. played by Casey Clark, and Kim Young, played by Norman Yang. As they ask about Arcadia, the safe zone. But Alice says no one is coming. It's just them and Arcadia is just a myth. Alice and Luther instantly hit it off because, you know, Oliver is dead and it's been a while. He hits on her, pointing out he's a basketball star and he has has a huge billboard across from the jail. Got news for you, pal. You aren't famous anymore. The undead are ruling the world. Your fame means Jack, shit, and Jack just left town. Points, if you know where that one's from. Alice questions them how they know of Arcadia with her saying it's a supposed town in Alaska until they point her to the tankard just offshore. Claire instantly gets a memory back and flashes back to the beach where men and boats pick them up and then take them off. Handy how her memory seems to work like that as it flashes in and flashes out just when the plot needs it to. As in space they're getting watched again by the satellites later at night. Angel sends up another flare, even though they've been Heard nothing from the ship in two days and have been told no one is coming to rescue them. As down at the main gates, Luthor lights beacons, but why? If no one can get through the hundreds of thousands of zombies, why is he lighting beacons? Meanwhile, underground, a zombie digs in a dirt tunnel, tunneling up into the jail. Luthor shows Alice around her new home, cell block B. We also find out Crystal is a camp cook and is a failed actress and that Bennett is unsurprisingly an asshole. We also find out Kim was his intern and hasn't realised the world has went to pot. He it doesn't have to listen to this guy at all. Crystal asks Alice if she could fly all of them to the ship one at a time, until Luthor points out it barely made it once little and several other times. Luther then shows Alice Chris, played by Wentworth Miller, of Prison Break fame, also DC's Flash and Legends of Tomorrow in his own Hannibal Lecter-style holding cell after explaining why they picked the jail because that's a no-brainer, it's a jail with fortified walls and it's surrounded by a fence. So why wouldn't they pick the jail, <laughs> moving on. At his cell, we meet final camp member and zombie chow Wendell played by Flavio Sincere. As he complains, he hears noises in the walls, which he and Luther check out, leaving Alice and Chris to do this their Silence of the Lambs routine. And I hate Wentworth Miller in this and everything he's in. He is the reason why I never watched Prison Break. I cannot stand his voice. It just drives me up the bloody wall. Alice shows Luther all her toys, including a stack of quarters, which she uses to load her twin son of shotguns with. Uh, she may have twin revolvers and twin shotguns now but she seems to have lost her twin blades from the last movie and personally ever had the twin blades other than the twin guns because guns run up bullets but blades don't on the roof angel asks claire what she remembers of the ship with her saying she remembers absolutely nothing meanwhile at chrissy's cell Wendell hears bricks moving around so ignores it as one of the zombies now break through the shower floor The next morning, we see a huge zombie called the Axe which I thought was called the Butcher, due to the fact he has a huge meat tenderizing hammer. But I guess that's supposed to be an axe, dragging his massive axe behind it, with an anchor stuck to its back and a hood filled with nails attached to its head, and it has a master plan. Luther shows Alice the showers, which still has running water, yet has no power, and leaves her to a shower. She hears movement checks out only to find Wendell peeping on her until she's attacked by the new zombies with the quote unquote flower mouse straight out of Resident Evil 3, I think. Like I said, I haven't played these games since 1996. She kills two, but one drags Wendell to his death. Alice shows the group the hole and the new zombies, which I got to say have really bad CGI mouse, which of course sends him into a panic this panic means they start infighting so Alice puts it to the group a vote to let Alice out of his cell because he says he he's a way out which they must do much to Bennett's protests it's here he sees Claire and surprise he's her long-lost brother too bad she doesn't remember him at all outside Chris shows them his way out and military bus armed to the teeth which the camp never found or wondered what was behind the huge locked door. He also says there's an ammo dump in the basement with guns galore. The X-Men starts pounding the gate with his hammer, so Chris shows Alice a uh, they flooded way down to the armory. Crystal says she'll go down as uh, she was a swim champ in high school, so Alice gives her one of her twin revolvers and gives Chris the other one. The X-Men still smashes at the gate, so Luther shoots it in the head with little to no effect. Actually, to no effect as Angel cuts a lock to the APC. Down Alice goes, closely followed by Crystal and Chris, who can somehow breathe underwater as a zombie smashes through the wall. They get to the other side. Crystal is quickly taken out by one of the new zombies, which Alice kills. However, she and Chris are quickly overran, so they get to the guns, of which there are hundreds of, and slam the door shut. Angel gets a lock off, and we see the six-wheeled APC. As Claire and Luther reinforce the gates with a single police car because it's gonna hold back the bloody gate moving on. When Bennett finds out the APC has no engine, he kills Angel in front of Kim. The gate finally gives way to the pounding from the Axeman's hammer. Alice and Chris escape the armory via the air ducts. However, Bennett, being a selfish prick that he is, flies off in Alice's plane towards the ship. As in seconds, Thousands of zombies are now on the roof. What did they do? Teleport up? I mean, come on, this is a 50-60 storey building and they're on the roof in seconds? Really? They take out dozens of zombies as Alice takes out C4 from the bag of guns, tells others to take the service lift down to the showers. She blows the lift's gears, sending it hurtling downwards as she jumps off the roof with a wire attached to her, sending thousands of zombies to their deaths as the roof blows with more C4, she swings down to the ground safely. See, this ridiculous scene right here is why I love these latter Resident Evil movies, because physics, logic, gravity be damned. It's a cool scene for the sake of a cool scene. The group gets Alice's attention, so she shoots everything in sight with her two six shooters, yet she takes down at least 20 to 30 zombies with 12 bullets. Somehow, then clears a path of her twin shotguns loaded with quarters the group news the zombies tunnels as a way out it's here kim is sliced in half by the Axeman's hammer alice drop kicks in the face with no effect so it smashes up the showers going after both alice and claire with alice getting knocked out with a body blow by the hammer claire runs off as it chases her She does a backflip over it, gets Alice's shotgun and blows its head off after ducking it when it runs at her with an axe swing. It somehow survives getting half its head blown off as it throws its hammer at her because this is 3D and everything must be towards the screen. Alice gets up and blows its head clean off as both water from the pipe and quarters rain down. Down the tunnels they both go where they meet Luther who is quickly eaten and as the tunnel caves in. Claire, Alice and Chris find their way out, somehow there's a boat waiting for them, and get to Arcadia, which is surrounded by fog silent hill style, boarding the tankard they find it empty, also Alice's crashed plane, deeper inside they find it's actually an umbrella corporation, Noah's Ark of sorts, Claire then has a flashback to the beach as umbrella courtmen men take them and place a metal beetle on her, so she runs off. The giant cargo doors open into a pristine white open space under which the survivors are being held in cryo sleep chambers. Kmart quickly finds Kmart and releases all her team. Alice walks around the cryo cells, fighting two of them smooth with blood and has a psychic, psychic flash of two zombies. She follows a blood trail into the heliplane holding area which the door seals behind her. Walking along the catwalk, she finds a room filled with zombie corpses and surprise, Wesker sitting on his throne in a very much Matrix Neo inspired outfit. Two zombie attack dogs come out with Wesker tells to sit which they obey. Bennett, now a mutant, holds Alice at gunpoint. It's here Wesker tells Alice his plan that the T Vice brought him back, however, he needs fresh human DNA to keep it at bay. Now that he has Alice all he has to do is eat her to stay in control once and for all and keep his superpowers. She kicks a tray of scalpels at Wesker's head, which she dodges, and then she quickly takes out Bennett. Unfortunately, Wesker's dogs also have the flower moved DNA. i got to say, this is all very Blade 2 II and 3 for my liking, but moving on. Claire and Chris shot behind Wesker somehow, even though the catwalk only leads to the doors in which Alice was standing in front of, and sealed behind her. It's quickly taken care of by Wesker's power to rip off the Matrix by dodging bullets, and bullet time and super speed. He quickly throws him into cryo cells and locks him away, so Alice kills a dog with her quarter loaded shotgun, which smashes a computer screen, which she uses a shower of to kill the other dog. Bennett comes to and stabs Alice through her arm with a huge scalpel. Whisker opens his mouth with his new flower mouth zombie and tries to eat Alice. She stabs him in the head with the scalpel with no effect. So She blows his head off with the other shotgun. Rolly sees Claire and Chris just as Wesker rises from the dead again. They fill him with bullets, locking Bennett in with Wesker, who eats him. Wesker then escapes as Claire lets out the other human survivors on a heliplane. He sets off the quote unquote purge bomb, which is the unicorn bomb from the start of the movie. However, Alice placed it in his plane, handy. How she knew which plane he would steal. Out of the five or six in a row. Also, how he would survive multiple bolts to the head. It blows up on his face as his eyes glow red. In the storm pipes, we see Luther has somehow survived. Also, in the background, we see Wesker floating down in a parachute on a tankard with all his fibres on board. Alice records another message to be broadcasted. As Luther gets out of the storm drains, we see dozens of helicopters heading towards the tankard. Which leads to a cliffhanger ending, but not to worry, Resident Evil Retribution is coming up next. However, back to this one. As credits roll, mid-credits, we see Jill Valentine in a purple cat suit with a metal beetle stuck to her, handing out orders to shoot to kill. So that was Resident Evil Afterlife, one of the better entries to date. However, the story feels too long, the CG is bad, and the new Zombie Chow is just that Zombie Chow. However, this is utterly ridiculous and a good time, so I'm going to give this thing 5 out of 10. This is usually the part where I say, Follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod and email me at Here's Johnny's Reviews at gmail.com. But part 5 is coming up now, so press start to continue. Resident Evil Retribution. So here it is, the Call of Duty of the Resident Evil franchise. Is this the greatest to date? Hmm. I saw this in IMAX 3D and again in D-Box. This is my favourite to date as this is so over the top, this is unreal. What started off as a quote-unquote horror movie has now devolved into this high-kicking gravity-defying, logic-busting Matrix rip-off. This one brought almost everyone back, including Michelle Rodriguez for its sin. However, this has no Chris nor Claire Redfield. Hmm. However, this movie very much rips aliens, as now the quote-unquote uber liquors, as they're called in the behind the scenes, take you back and place you in a cocoon. I wonder how many other movies Paul W.S. Anderson rips off or video games throughout this bloody movie. So with that, this is on with the show. Starring Melina Jolovich, Michelle Rodriguez, Sienna Gilroy, Ariander Engineer, Bing Lee Boris Kojo, Johan Erb, Kevin Durant Odo Ferrar, Sean Roberts and Colin Salmon Directed by Paul W. S. Anderson. The plot Alice finds herself in the Umbrella Corporation's underground testing facility which she escapes with help from the resistance. Along the way she meets up some old friends. Can she stop the undead once and for all? Can the Umbrella corporation head truly be trusted or is mankind d- doomed. The movie opens up with Alice once again played for the fifth time by Milena Jovich as she's floating in water. The movie then shows in reverse what happened at the cliffhanger end to afterlife as Jill Valentine played by Sienna Gilroy, men attack in their ospreys so that's what they're called, ospreys not heliplanes it took them a whole movie to give these fucking things a name. Killing people on the tankard arcadia this opening does not make any sense why would umbrella cop kill off so many pure humans if mankind is all but dead and they need pure human dna another voice over by alice but this time in a video clip form i got to say five movies in and i'm sick of these voiceovers can't paul ws anderson not come up with another way of doing this fucking thing Voiceover. over, voiceover. Jesus jinkies. One quick thing I've been meaning to bring up. Why Alice? After all, she was nothing but a security guard. Why her? What's so important about her? After that long five minutes recap of all four movies, the reverse opening is shown as it happened. Filler much, my lord. One teeny tiny little thing I meant to bring up for Afterlife. How the hell did she load those twin son of shotguns with quarters without... Them not all falling at the bottom. Not once did it show her loading her shotgun with no shotgun shells, but hey ho. Alice awakens from her nightmare in the perfect urban life with her husband, Todd or Carlos, played by Odod Ferrer, and their little daughter, Becky, played by Ariander Engineer. Of the great and creepy killer kid movie, Orphan, check that one out now. However, her dream life turns into a nightmare, as her husband is attacked by a forward mouthed zombie, or Las Plagus zombie, and she has to run and fight for her life. According to Intimate Database, Becky wasn't supposed to be differently abled or deaf. However, Ariander blew Anderson away at the additions and was hired on the spot. Running for their lives, Alice and Becky get picked up by eco-warrior Rain, the good one put by Michelle Rodriguez outside their house as all hell breaks loose with horrors of zombies running amok. So they get into Rain's to a price, however, is quickly sight by a garbage truck and crashes. Leaving rain to her fate, Alice runs off with Becky, I gotta love that one, she just runs off and leaves her to her fate. <laughs> to hide in a house, however, is chased down and sniffed out by one of the Last Plagueis zombies, which she runs away from and kills by throwing over a balcony to its death she is then killed by her husband. Gotta say these zombies look utterly ridiculous and the CG mouth is piss poor but then again this is a 3D movie and the CG is always poor in 3D movies. Alice wakes up in an Umbrella Corporation white room wearing a paper dress. Now what is it with Paul Anderson getting his wife naked in all these bloody movies? This is supposed to be the real Alice She is being held by Jill who questions her then tortures her when she doesn't get the right answers or answers she's looking for with white noise. Suddenly the computer gets hacked and her clothes are given back to her as her room goes dark. So once she's dressed, she leaves her cell. With the system rebooted, Jill comes to then sweeps the corridors with the laser grid which Alice barely runs out on. The doorway, which now leads to Tokyo, and the opening of Resident Evil Afterlife. Alice quickly arms herself with the bike chain and handgun before the computer boots up the Tokyo experiment. As the streets fill up with people, including the same K-pop, hey, that's what she's called in a bloody well script, zombie, which eats the businessman and all hell breaks loose, so Alice has to fight the horde of zombies herself, in some real cool scenes that are way over the top, but fun, as she swings her chain with a padlock on it and shoots the undead that are foolish enough to take her on. Finally, the doors open as she takes down the final zombie, the K-pop zombie girl. This is all a very video game level to me, but hey-ho, it is based on a video game, so why the fuck not? The doors open to level two, Oh, sorry, Umbrella Central Control Room, where Alice finds all the computer operators dead with bullets to their heads. Up pops from the floor a small array of guns, which Alice helps herself to, then in walks Ada Wong played by Bingbing Lee, however is voiced by Sally Callow, I believe she's from a video game called Resident Evil Darkside Chronicles, as she indeed voices that character, her and Alice face off, with Alice getting the better of her, holding her at knife point, she tells her she doesn't work for Umbrella anymore, nor does Wesker, once again played by Sean Roberts, as he pops up on a computer screen telling Alice they're her only way out they explain to her that she's deep underground in a testing center and kind of a holiday scenario and nothing is real she is shown all the levels oh sorry zones such as tokyo moscow the suburbs etc etc whisker tells her the umbrella corporation sold the t-vice around the world based on the test results of each city example new york outbreak to russia and moscow outbreak to americans alice arms herself with only two submachine guns, even though there's about 25 guns of different sizes in this thing, but moving on. As Westcott explains, she's deep underwater and ice in Russia and needs help from a task force, which includes Luther, played once again by Boris Kojo, Burton, played by Kevin Durant of the la- of the lackluster Resident Evil Blade ripoff The Strain, and Leon S. Kennedy, played by Jonathan Erb fan favourite from numerous Resident Evil games. They arrive by snow cats and hack into the computers to enter the game, oh sorry, facility safely. With only 2 hours to get Alice out or the place will blow up thanks to them placing explosives at the doorway, they take the lift down and strip down to vests and t-shirts but why? They're wearing arctic wear but they take all that off just to show off their muscles I'm guessing. Two things I've learned from these movies. One, If you're a pretty boy, you will be killed, and two, unless you're sleeping with the writer-director, even a fan-favorite from video games can die. Look at Claire and Chris. Whisker tells Alice he's no longer in control of Umbrella Corp, but the Red Queen AI, played by Megan Carpenter. As she takes back control of the computers, and Jill is gunning through the Tokyo Zone. Whisker's plan is to go through New York Zone, the suburbs, Moscow, and then escape through the submarine pens. So, it's on to level 3, New York, for Alice and Ada, as Leon and company make it to the lift bottom with a small greeting party which are killed by a spinning umbrella cop logo which fires bullets. They make their way through level 6, the submarine pens, killing everything in sight. Meanwhile, in level 3, New York, it's a boss battle, as not one but two axe men show up with their huge axe hammers. I think this is why I kind of like this movie. It's not a movie but one huge video game cutscene with ridiculous action and terrible dialogue with Ada trapped in a bus as one of the two axe men smash it up. The other takes on Alice by throwing his axe at her which it sticks in a fuel truck. Alice gets both their attention in a quick time event, ducks all the axe swipes until both axes are stuck in a taxi cab which Alice shoots and blows up. Lighting the gas from the truck, blowing up both axemen and 10,000 experience points, and a level up. On to level 4, the suburbs. As Leon and the company get to level 5, Moscow, deal with the zombies straight out of Call of Duty Black Ops. Except these aren't Nazis, but communists, heavily armed, unkillable zombies. Back with Alice and Ada, they walk into level 4, the suburbs, aka Raccoon City. Alice and Ada check out the house, the suburbs, bourbon mother alice was killed in finding the clone dead ada explains alice was a clone all along whereas upstairs they find becky hiding in a cupboard once alice kills a female cop becky comes a running and asks what happened to her hair and clothes as she's now wearing a black catsuit and her hair is now cut short so alice was a clone all along what in the actual moving on Back in Moscow, the shit has hit the fan for Leon and company, as surrounded by dozens of heavily armed, super-smart zombies. Ada tells Alice nothing is real, not even Becky's feelings for her, just to leave her and move on. Not listening to Ada, Alice takes Becky outside, where an Umbrella Corp greeting party is waiting for her, including evil clone of Rain, Oliver, also one played once again by Colin Salmon and Jill herself. Alice leaves Ada to take down the hit squad, As Rain makes Swiss cheese out of the house, Alice takes out a few men as Ada uses her grapple gun, which I'm guessing is her thing in one of the video games, to kill a soldier trying to sneak in the back door. The hit squad advance, so Ada gives Alice her special glasses, which has a map out, and her grapple gun. I feel she should look at this thing intently or hold above her head. Rain blows up the house as Alice and Becky escape. In the Moscow level, the group take down dozens of zombies, however one is killed by a chainsaw by one of the zombies in one of the most ridiculous over-the-top CGI blood-splatter effects ever. Back with Alice and Becky, now in an underground station somehow, they find quote-unquote good clone Rain in a Moscow underground station. Alice leaves Becky with social justice warrior Rain with a submachine gun even though she's a vegan, feminist, anti-gun eco-warrior. She tells Becky she'll be right back. Back with Leon's group, their computer hacker is killed by an uber licker, which is the size of a small house. Alice sizes it in a pimped out Rolls Royce complete with underlighting and spinning rims. She drives off but they're attacked by the undead soldiers riding motorbikes and jeeps. They escape thanks to Alice's trick driving and the clumsiness of the uber taking out the soldiers at full running speed. Alice drives into the underground in some really shockingly bad CGI scenes. Chased by the liquor, she takes down scaffolding and braids it. Why would there be scaffolding in an underground station is beyond me, but hey They rejoin Rain and Becky. Alice uses Ada's magic glasses to find her way out through the subway tunnel. Unfortunately, the liquor is still alive and tracks them down. Reaching at the end of the tunnel, they enter the submarine pens. As the Red Queen sets a trap, a liquor which slashes a Burton and kills the Good Rain then kidnaps Becky. Alice goes to get her much to the of Leon. Another boss battle fight as Jill's hit squad show up and Leon and company are left to deal with it as Alice tracks down Becky in very much an Aliens rip-off as she finds Becky in a cocoon. Just notice Alice never actually reloads her twin submachine guns. I guess she must be using some sort of infinite ammo cheats then. Getting to where Becky is being held, Alice takes down the Uberlicker with a few bullets to the head and gets Becky out of the cocoon. Burton, heavily wounded, is left to deal with Jill's hit squad until Rain holds Ada at gunpoint, demanding he comes out. As he does, one shoots him down, but he rises up and kills him, then is gunned down by the rest of the hit squad. Alice and Becky find their way into the production floor for the clones with some really piss poor CGI. This freaks out Becky, just as a licker attacks again, Alice places a grenade belt down Uses the upper to escape and blows up the place. Time's up. As Leon's bombs go off, the roof caves in and floods the test zones. The water drowns Jill's hit squad and propels the lift up to safety as Alice joins Leon at the very top. But how the hell did you get past the waters beyond me? Driving off in the snowcat, Alice and company are heading towards the helicopter point pickup. Too bad Jill stops them in a submarine by rising from the ice. It's final boss fight time between Alice and Joe, Rain and Leon with Luther, after she injects herself with the, the, the last Plagueis Parasite. So with Alice fighting Joe with ice axes or pickaxes, and Joe with her extendable bow staff, Leon and Luther take on the unkillable Rain hand to hand combat. These fights are utterly ridiculous and way over the top as Alice, Leon and Luther are human, whereas Rain and Joe aren't. Once Jill gets the best of Alice. She pulls the "hold my earrings" look and kicks her little skinny white ass. Meanwhile, Rain kicks Leon and Luther's ass, complete with Mortal Kombat X-ray style moves. Jill gets the better of Alice and almost kills her with the snowcat tracks until Alice pulls off her metal beetle and destroys it. Rain kills Luther with a Mortal Kombat x-ray punch to the heart, and she tosses Leon off against the submarine, and knocks him out. She does the same punch to Alice, however, it just stunts her. Hello, she's supposed to be human, how the hell she survived that one, but Luther gets killed. Undead communist soldiers rise from the ice and drag Rain to her death. After Alice shoots the ice under the smug bitch's legs, 125 experience points, and a new level up. With the cop Showing up, Alice falls over and faints, just as Leon and Ada come too. Because Ada was knocked out also by one of Rain's punches, I'm guessing, because it doesn't show you what happened to her. Alice wakes up in the copter with Becky watching over her. The copter takes them to a ruined Washington DC, then onto the White House, where Wesker is waiting for them in the Oval Office. He injects Alice with the T virus which magically gives her back her powers. He shows her outside and it's hell on earth as millions of undead try to smash down the wall around the White House. Also, there's now flying demon-like creatures as cruds roll. So that was Resident Evil Retribution, a video game cutscene, pretty much, with OTT violence, terrible CG, and a bad script. However, I loved every minute of this. It is just so fucking ridiculous. I'm going to give this thing 6 out of 10. Come back next month where I start my look at Underworld franchise and don't forget to follow me at Twitter on here's on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod. Also email me, movie suggestions, or what you thought of my podcast to here's Johnny's reviews at gmail.com. Leave a like and follow me on SoundCloud where you can check out my dozens of other podcasts such as Psycho Omen Ghoulies, Gremlins and James Bond franchises as well as my superhero movies, Batman v Superman, Deadpool, Captain Mega 3 and X-Men Apocalypse. Also single podcasts such as Evil Dead 2, Scream, Labyrinth, Red, Rob Zombies, Halloween 1 and 2 and many many more. A goodbye, game over, insert more coins.